0: All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to Make It Plain, Wayne, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So, <laughs> for today's topic, I want to deal with the effects, positive and negative, of our movie, TV, and commercial world. And at the top, You would think, you know, we can separate, you know, uh, uh, fact from fiction and we can separate what's real and what's fake. But a lot of times we find ways of blending what's fake or fictional into our real world to achieve status, to get the money, to get the lifestyle, to, you know, attract the person that we want to be with or the type of person we want to be with, uh, uh, to have the sex life that we want to have, um, or even ultimately to have the family life that we want to have. We'll do all these things, real, uh, uh, real or fictional, um, and bring these things in our lives, I'm sorry, real or fictional, uh, to achieve a goal. And for me, it's just amazing how much of an effect the movies, TV, and commercials have on our lives. And <laughs> like like for me, here here's some examples. Um from the movie world. The women in Black Panther, the Dora Malage, uh, you know, the the Queen of Wakanda, uh, Black Panther's mother, um, uh his sister, Juri. And I mean, there's just uh, uh you know, uh Lupita Nyong'o's character, uh, Nakia, not only did they represent women well, they, they did a great job of highlighting the intelligence and uh, uh, I want to say the aggressiveness of women. I don't think, you know, we really reflect that very often. It's an aggressive woman is, you know, bitchy or moody or, oh, PMS or it must be that time you know, women can be just as aggressive as we are. We are different. Like, I don't think we should be afraid to say that. We are different, not better, not worse, but we are different, and and we need to understand those differences. Uh, Another great movie moment that I don't think is wrong, uh, when Forrest Gump gives Bubba's mom that royalty check, he hands her that check in church and you know the whole story of of you know what his family line and and history of women did. Moments like that are just such a oh my god like wow. You can do that kind of thing with your money and you can reward and help people that have been working so hard. Um I I want to take it back to the Matrix. Uh the very first Matrix when Neo realizes that he is the quote unquote one and looks down the hallway at the end of the movie and sees Agent Smith and is no longer fearing him. That moment, just like Luke Skywalker realizing that he is the balance of the force, moments like that in movies just make us explode uh, because I believe it ignites something inside of us that the the directors, the writers, the producers, even the costume designers and, and sci-fi teams and graphic teams all understand we should see the good in us and we should see the good in us as much as possible. Um, Last one I'll I'll leave you with as far as a movie uh, moment is when Captain America at the end of Avengers Endgame, hold hold on, hold on, (laughs) hold on to your seat. When he reaches for that hammer And all you see on the screen is a hammer moving and it comes to him, flies right into his hand and he fights Thanos with the hammer and the shield. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I mean, these are moving moments that they get you. And I realize I have a lot of, you know, CGI and special effect moments. But maybe it's something different for you. Maybe it's a few good men when Jack Nicholson is yelling, you can handle the truth. You know, for a lot of us, that is true. And, and you can take a statement like that and just say, man, you know, can I handle the truth? Am I sensitive? Do I wear my heart on my sleeves? You can take moments like that. You can take the documentaries like JFK, like uh, Malcolm X, directed by Spike Lee, uh, like walk the line with the cash story. You you can take these documentaries to heart. The I, Tonya. Um, there There's just so many. Um, they, uh, yeah, yeah, there's so many. Uh, but from TV. Um, this one came on my mind because I used to watch this show when I was supposed to be asleep. And this is I'm kind of telling myself now um, Seinfeld every time that Jerry Seinfeld and George Costanza would learn a lesson. I feel like I learned that lesson, you know, how petty they were with dating or their friendships or with, you know, their parents, just how petty they were and how real they were not only spoke to uh The culture of where they lived, but also just I feel like men and women in general, we can be very petty and learning from those real lives experiences and just judging people. It's a lot more normal than we think. Um, (laughs) Another iconic scene is when Will Smith's dad walks out on him and that that huge epic scene when he asks, you know, why doesn't anybody want me? And Uncle Phil reaches out and hugs Will and says that, you know, he does. And um, it's actually, um, J. Cole actually has a line in one of his songs that he says that Uncle Phil was the only dad that he ever knew. And for, for a lot of kids, moments in TV are where they learned what a father is, what a mother is, what it means to be a good brother, what it means to be a good sister. And things you should not shouldn't do. Um, <laughs> now, I wrote this one down. Uh, this is this is me just being petty. I'll be honest. And it's in Game of Thrones when Littlefinger finally gets killed. Don't ask me why, but that was satisfying to me. <laughs> um, I mean, it, when the the I can't remember the boy's name, but the boy king king the the Joffrey Lannister, oh my god. Now I know you're supposed to feel good about seeing him get poisoned, but I did not. Like I hated him as a character because he represented so many things that I believe we hate. Um but in seeing Littlefinger killed, I I then knew, you know, wow, this is this is the 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 demon behind all the the wrong that had happened in you know, the whole land essentially. Um, and I mean, it's, it's not all him obviously, but it's just like, God, like finally we get rid of this dude creeping around the hallways, peeking around and always trying to plot and scheme and do nasty stuff to people. Um, but the last one, um, this is actually from Netflix. Um, if you count Netflix as TV, because of the, you know, documentary series, um, when they see us, Um, Seeing those gentlemen all get out um, from the Central Park Five when they see a story. Seeing them get out wasn't the thing that made me the happiest. It was knowing that the people that were responsible for putting them in there were wrong. That was a huge moment for me. Even though I didn't live this, I didn't go through it. And when this atrocity happened, and I mean, you've got, you know, now President Trump was then just Trump with a lot of money um, saying, you know, kill him, throw him in a body bag or whatever he said. Everybody was wrong. Everybody. And when we say, you know, innocent until proven guilty, Well, you you have to let someone be proven innocent. You if you do force everything to make sure that they look guilty, that's one thing. But in in the freedom and then now they're getting a payout. I don't know what it is, but it's it's still not enough money. (laughs) But even it even in the, the payout to me, that makes me feel good as a person now seeing that we're going after the laziness that has thrown people in prison and jail and proving that they just had a bad attitude or a bad apple. So I don't believe that bad behavior should throw you in prison or jail for life. When you haven't committed a crime, there are so many people that I I know this personally that aren't racist. They just have a bad attitude. So and then l- let me go to commercials here. Commercials, the State Farm, can I get a hot tub? <laughs> the kid, oh, my God. I-, I laughed at that commercial so much. The the dude is getting anything he wants from State Farm. And he's like, I want the girl from room 232. Bling. And he gets the girl that he wants to date. And the guy is like, I want a hot pocket bling and the State Farm guy brings it and the kid says, Well, can I get a hot tub? And boom, he gets a hot tub. <laughs> so stuff like that, whether we believe it or not, these moments shape us. There are of course deeper moments like in uh uh the Mass Mutual and Northwestern Mutual commercials, they kinda hit on those hot buttons where you don't know what it's like to see our parents and grandparents run out of money, you know, when they can't pay for things and can't do things that they used to. And the money gets really tight. And as you get a little bit older, people lose respect for you. People are less kind. And, and because of that isolation and seeing your village diminish, it does something to you. There is a loneliness and a grouchiness that, I mean, we see it with kids, but you have to remember these are adults. They have a lifetime of experiences and now everybody's pushing them to the side. Money is sometimes the only thing that they can hold on to and mass mutual and Northwestern mutual do a great job of highlighting not just products to help you uh, extend your longevity financially, but also protect yourself if anything were to happen to you, you know, as far as a disability or untimely loss, um, Last one, last commercial, I think these commercials are absolutely excellent, um, are the pet commercials. Uh, we've, we've got dogs, we've got cats, we've got iguanas, geckos. I mean, we, we've got all these different types of animals, and uh, it, it is important to know how to feed them. It is important to know how to care for them. I, for one, think that there is something definitely wrong with people when we live in a world where we have to police people that have pets and that to me is it, it just proves a lot about mankind that we would need somebody to <laughs> that we would need somebody to police us as we care for these animals. Now, don't don't run off and say that I'm a vegan. I'm, I'm not vegan. I do appreciate their carbon, uh, footprint. (laughs) I do appreciate them and their choices that they make. I I can't quite go there. Um, I still do enjoy the meals that I enjoy. I, for one think that everything will be consumed. So I think it's, it's all just one, (laughs) but, um, yeah, we, we need to do better and Commercials like these are one that, you know, help us to kind of keep our psyche in the right place. Healthy feeding, healthy activity, healthy running, you know, healthy expectations. So, you know, we're impacted by movies. We're impacted by TV. We're impacted by commercials. We're impacted by all these things. And I try my best to give good examples, but the truth of the matter is, we eat those bad examples like candy. We really do. The Negan's, the Nino Browns, the the Thanos, the Loki, the the Tanya Hardings, uh, Biff from <laughs> Back to the Future. Um, Bishop from juice. Uh, I mean, there's just so many characters that we, um, we just gravitate toward and grab onto in our laziness, confusion, and, and lack of understanding. Um, you even have like the Bryce character from 13 reasons why, uh, Mean Girls, the character that Rachel McAdams and uh, Amanda Seyfried and I can't remember the other characters names, but girls, you're not innocent. <laughs> you're a part of this, too. Um, we take these characters in movies and TV shows and we just run with it, even if they're bullies, even if they're mean. So, there, yes, there is a bad side to this where... I mean, we take those movies like Twilight and, uh, you know, shows like True Blood. Um, I'm trying to think where, what, what, where else do we see these norms? Pretty much any high school movie or TV show. I, I'll even dare to say, um, you know, uh, 16 and Pregnant, uh, the MTV shows, we'll just take the wrong example and run with it so fast because it takes time and energy to understand how to plan out and do something the right way. And we'll really do this and road rage (laughs) arguments, arguing in public and we just become a mirror image for the wrong things. And this isn't up to the news, the media, Facebook. This isn't up to them to do right. When we're mimicking all these bad behaviors and and buying the things that aren't helping us, someone is making money off of our emotions and, and rightfully so. If you feel bad about yourself, and my chocolate makes you feel better about yourself, you can't blame me because you gained an extra uh, 25 or 50 pounds that winter. (laughs) You can't. Thank you for your purchase. But yes, it's... If you have an addiction where you want to buy all of the new Nikes that come out that have to deal with a certain athlete or Adidas or New Balance. Uh, if you want to do that, that is clearly up to you because you saw it in a movie. If you want uh, <laughs> anus bleach, Brazilian wax, mani-pedi, eyebrows, cheek lift, facelift, and you want to look like a certain family that you saw on TV, And you spend X, Y, Z amount of dollars to achieve that look. I am hoping and praying for your sake that this attributes to your bottom line and helps fatten your pockets. And not just your ego. But we are shaped by these things. So why is it that we would take the. You know, bad example before we would take the good example. Why is it that we would rather get in a fight than sit down and, and, and talk with someone? Why is that? And why is it that we're so quick to go to war when it's not even necessary? And this is I'm not talking about, you know, pick up a rifle, pick up a gun. I'm, I'm even talking about with family. So. Hey, hold on. I want to go to a quick commercial break. I want to give our sponsors a chance to say something, to speak on a few things. The ones that have generally uh, generously, I'm sorry, supported me and the Plain Wayne Plains here. So I'll be back in just a moment. Sit tight. I'll be with you real soon. All right. Thank you for your patience and welcome back to Make It Plain Wayne, where we will entertain, we will heal and we will build you up. (laughs) So. Elevated friendship here. We are talking about the effects of movies, TV, and commercial. And I'm going to go into visual appearance for a second because for so long, for so long, I want to say the best I can do is go back to maybe the 60s, I'll say the 60s, from what I have seen. And at that point, I want to say there were three types of people in your high schools. You had just your good, honest, hardworking kid. You had what would seem to be, you know, the cool kid. You know, the, the hair whipped the grease. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Did he put up a fight? You know, you, you've got those types, you know, the hair slick to the side, the, you know, the big Bob hair for the women and the leather jackets, the Fonzie type, John Travolta. You know, I get that. We've got, you know, the, the pretty boys, the pretty girls, you know, you, you've got the, those guys that they look like they're temptations. They look like the, you know, grifters or <laughs> the OJs or Earth, Wind and Fire. They just look like they came equipped with the whole back, uh, uh, the whole uh, apparel and wardrobe to, to look like a, a band member or a professional singer. And then last, you kind of have the the isolated nerdy crowd. And I think at that time in the 60s, it would probably be small where everybody was just a good hard worker or they were a little bit fancied up. And then you have like this tiny demographic of of kids that didn't fit in or kids that were a little bit nerdy. Then somehow in the 70s, you, that kind of bloomed and blossomed. So you you'd have not just those three where you've got like those hardworking kids come from hardworking families you know, now you've got, you know, the cool kids and then you've got kind of nerds where it kind of blossomed and grew. And, and those would branch out into like new demographics where in the 70s and 80s and 90s, you've got, you know, rich kids, rich, popular kids, rich, popular and good looking kids, Uh, you know, rich kids that are isolated and, and not popular, rich kids that you know, aren't on anybody's list and constantly put their head down. Like you just never know. And then you have like your athletes, you, you've got your kids that are just popular, but the, you know, they, they're they middle-class so they don't have the money to back up, you know, what, what you would see in the, you know, upper class. You've got, you know, like I said, your middle-class kids, you know, they don't know what it's like to drink, a. uh, uh a bottle of wine that costs more than a hundred dollars. You know, their parents, <laughs> you know, make them get a job. Their parents make them work. You've got your nerds. You've got your unexplained, uh, un, I want to say, misunderstood kids. I mean, then, I mean, you might even have just some thugs. <laughs> Kids that you plan on being locked up, kids that you plan on seeing going to jail, you know they—they're gonna be a rapper, they're gonna be a rock star, they're gonna be some type of musician, you know. The they, the their passion and for life and drive, it just it does not come from you know a country club or a commercial. It's <laughs> it's pretty raw. These types of depictions have been seen in almost any and every movie about junior high and high school kids. And I want to say Nickelodeon is really good with giving a kind representation of most of these in a you know kind of elementary junior high setting. But we see these in every movie now, every show. I mean, Riverdale, Uh, The 13 Reasons Why, um, even on shows like The CW, where you've got um, uh, Black Lightning, his daughter's, his youngest daughter goes to a private school. And you can see even in a private school, you can see that private schools are kind of cut up a little bit. So the way we're represented in movie TV and commercials, it does affect our visual appearance the way you're going to get your hair done the way you stand your posture your shoes you know it, it it's going to affect overall the way you you know look out and set an expectation for each day now the sad part is if this this has no value in it then this is a lot of time to waste time and money and resources and that's kind of why I really wanted to hit on this. These movies, these TV shows and commercials will create an expectation in us for status, for lifestyle, for money, uh, husband, wife, your sex life, family, and, and, and the future of your family in general. So for me, I'm not too quick to believe everything that's on TV, but I'm glad to learn the lesson from it. You know, we've even had church shows like Amen or, or Greenleaf, um, or you've got the, the pastor shows that, you know, we have now where you'll get kind of caught up in thinking you need to catch up to their lifestyle, live their lifestyle, and you forget To water your own plants. (laughs) And I really mean that. A lot of people are so quick to run off and smell everybody else's roses. They don't water their own plants. And watering your own plants is how you learn what you need. And I also find it really odd that everyone that seems to be doing very well with money is very strategic. About their earnings, their savings, and how they're going to spend it, and the people that are not in that same position financially want to give advice. I, I I'm kind of bothered by that. So when people tell you there's never an okay time to have kids and this that, and the other, like, obviously <laughs> you haven't hung around a a, a, a impoverished community very long. Because in poverty, you get to see all the mistakes. (laughs) People give up their kids because of bad planning. People lose their kids because of bad planning. I think the best case scenario you can do is bring home a child uh, into a loving environment. That's the best case scenario. I didn't say anything about money. I didn't say anything about a job. The best case scenario for bringing home a child is a home where they will be loved. Period. So these expectations that we get from movies, that we get from TV, that we get from commercials, they're crazy. If it's entertaining and makes you feel good and drives you to do better, I am with you. Great. Do it. Awesome. But if it's constantly got you chasing your tail, come on now. If five women are chasing the same man, and that man is in no way devoted to one woman, what is it all for? And I really mean this. If you have five women chasing and lusting and thirsting after this one man and all this one man wants to do is sleep with women, crash at the house for a little bit, eat a little food, and then go back to his life. Please don't be mad when he's honest with you. Maybe we're not looking for the right man. And I'm, I'm not here to bash anybody that's attractive or good looking. But nine times out of 10, the better someone looks, the the more attractive they are, the less they have to do as far as building relationships. So they're not equipped with relationship tools. They haven't had to think about finding a new mate or finding a new person. They haven't had to think about sorrow. They haven't had to create an apology Because they're so attractive. Why would they? Everybody comes to them. And so that's what I'm saying. Why? (laughs) Yes, why chase after something that is consistently wasting time, money, and resources when what you really need is right next to you or right around you? But you haven't noticed yet because, like I said, a lot of people will take the time to go smell other people's roses without watering their own plants. So, I mean, the worst thing you can do is reject a gift that will increase in value over time. And we do that. People will give us a gift of time, a gift of a relationship. Uh, a gift of some type of quality and we'll reject it because it's not what we wanted. And I understand that we're just being honest. There's nothing wrong with that. I understand. Like I really do. How can you be turned on? How can you be excited? How can you feel the euphoria of love and not want to go after that exact thing? And this is kind of why I'm one of the reasons why <laughs> I'm really saying all the things that I'm saying is because learning what something is and what you need can be a journey that, I mean, I don't know, if you're 40, you finally get it. If you're 50, you finally get it because the fun part If you talk to people that are in their 70s and 80s, they'll tell you exactly all about yourself. You have to pick up your bottom lip. (laughs) They'll tell you exactly what you need to hear. And and yes, there are some of our seniors that are, are a little bit mean. They are a little bit rough, you know, around the edges, but they really don't have to guard themselves anymore. A lot of them will be kind enough to speak to you and just tell you the truth. Like, you don't need all that. You don't need this. You don't need all that. Because guess what? At 80 years old, you've seen all the games. Everybody's played all the play. Everybody's all, You've seen it all. You have, t- to, to your recollection, I'm going to say, if you remember everything past like eight years old, you have 72 years of watching people succeed and fail. So, especially what they've seen in movies, TV, and, and commercials. I mean, they've seen the growth, the birth, the, the mind control, the programming and reprogramming of all of this. I mean, there was a time when you would, you would go to bed and there'd be three TV channels. I mean, just think about this. Think about how many stream, streaming apps we have now that you can choose from to pick whatever you want to watch on your phone, tablet, iPad, or at home. They had three channels. Now, of course, they had radio, which I would say has a a strong likeness in, in comparison to the way we tune into our apps. But they only had three channels. So to go from that to the hyper... Oh, my God, like... Sometimes it scares me because I'm like, I don't know how we have enough time to watch all this stuff, but trust and believe if you are watching it, it is affecting you and it's either affecting you in a good way or a bad way based on, you know, what you're watching. So the real question I should ask is what's it doing for you? You know, if every day I watch ESPN, I feel more informed and better about myself and do my fantasy league and you know, my team and, you know, all that, then, yeah, I I feel great about ESPN. But if I turn on the Discovery Channel and it's, I don't know, cat week or shark week or whatever, and that's somewhat depressing to me, then I don't need to watch that anymore. If watching the news and knowing that it's going to be a blizzard out, if that's depressing for me, maybe I'll just have somebody tell me, hey, maybe, you know, you wear your winter coat tomorrow. Is that too much work? Or to just have the app to just tell you, you know, hey, it's gonna be 80, 90 degrees tomorrow. You know, I don't know what it is that does it or breaks it for you. But please be careful. That's That's kind of the heart of this message. These movies, these TV shows, these commercials, they are for our benefit, they are great. But we have to find a way to make it our benefit, if you know what I mean. The last thing I want to get at is mental health. Um, Mental health, how you deal with stress, how you deal with PTSD, um, how you create a healthy balance is very important. When they show someone with PTSD just flipping out, grabbing a gun and just going out and spraying everybody, shooting everybody, whether it is a war vet, a special ops vet, military, a high school student, a woman that's fed up with her job. PTSD can manifest from many types of trauma. It doesn't have to be war. I didn't realize that. Until just taking the time to listen. that's what you that's what we have to do we have to listen. So the correct path for mental health is exactly that the correct path for mental health. <sighs> what we're seeing on TV is a reaction a lifestyle and a demonstration with a lot of salt and a lot of sugar. Um, And and you may know this, when you pop your popcorn, just regular popcorn, it is just popcorn. You have to have it infused with the special types of butters and salts and and ingredients to make it taste a different way. You got to add that. When you take away those magic ingredients, what you have really is that thing. So being able to deal with a thing exactly as it is, it's, it's not as it's not as entertaining. It's not as entertaining being the therapist or the doctor that sits down with this man or this woman. And works their mind. Same way you would work a knee back in, into rehab. Same way you'd work a shoulder or an elbow meniscus ACL tear. Um, nobody wants to really show that. We don't really have shows based on that doing your PT. Because I tell you what, when I went through my knee surgery, I had my meniscus tear. Nobody was trying to film that. Nobody filmed what happened before when I was a conference champion, I won the indoor 60 hurdles. Nobody was filming that and following me around with a camera to, to find out my greatness and see how great I did. Nobody followed me around when I f- fell to the floor because my knee buckled in pain. Nobody followed me to the my doctor, doctor, uh, I won't mention his name, but to my doctor's office and watch me. Try to count to, you know, 90 back from 100 and fell asleep after three seconds. Nobody filmed the surgery. Nobody filmed my recovery time. Nobody filmed how depressed I was in that time because at 21, the world gets to go on without me. And all the athletes that I even thought I was better than are now showboating and dancing around. Nobody filmed that. (laughs) I was out of shape. I was at home feeling sorry for myself. I even took the wrong medication at the wrong time. God, that hurt. (laughs) So nobody's really doing the homework. Nobody's really following around uh, the most important things at the most important times. And if they are, as a mature Adult and human being, you've got to be smart enough to hit this, hit the search button. Because there are times where they will cover. What to do and how to treat. Mental health. It's important. So we can't leave everything to the movies. We can't leave everything to TV. And we can't leave everything to just commercials. It's it's not always just going to happen with a commercial. There's some restaurants you're going to have to find on your own. There's some doctors, chiropractors, and dentists. You're going to have to find on your own. It's okay to do a little bit of homework. You might be busy, you might be scared. I don't know what it is that, you know, you have going on. But it's okay to do a little bit of homework. There's nothing wrong with that. So... Oh, boy. But let me wrap this up and and just say, I mean, I love movies. I love TV. I love commercials. I appreciate them for what they bring me and what they are. And I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. If it makes me happy and I enjoy it and I learn from it, of course I'm going to keep doing it. But that's my point. If you're not getting the happiness, the enjoyment, the fulfillment, and it makes you go out and, and do better and be better as a person, then no, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Sorry, like, hey, come see me. I'm gonna write it in red on your paper. Come see me, please. It, it, it's, it's time to change some things. The drama that you're watching on TV, you're reciprocating that in your life if you're not happy. And if you're not happy, maybe you really shouldn't be watching it. Maybe you should just watch the Discovery Channel and watch Whale Week. Something peaceful, something that helps you rebuild your mind, rebuild your peace, rebuild that inner part of you that is broken and damaged and hasn't cooled yet because it's still on fire. But hey, I love you. I hope you love me back. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. And um, yeah, like, share and repost. I love you all. Have a great week weekend. I'll see you soon.